Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 592, closing in on 600. And today I wanted to talk about one of the, well, my greatest idols, sporting idols, is Roger Federer. Now, the Australian Open is on right now and it's really the only tennis tournament that I watch all year round because it's in, you know, my hometown and it's on TV all the time. So if I'm in the studio, not only have the volume down when we're working with clients and the music on, but uh, you can uh, you can see it. Uh, but he's normally on at night time, but yesterday he was on in the afternoon and I was taking some time out with the kids. We went for a bite, they're still on holidays. They go back tomorrow, actually. And uh, we were sitting there watching that, we were doing some other stuff and I was watching it watching the tennis because he had the afternoon match and he was capitulating. He was um, clearly not playing at his best. And from what the commentators were saying, his serve speed was starting to come down and they felt that he had some kind of lower back injury, which uh, obviously prevented him from moving around freely. You can imagine playing such an explosive game is tennis at the highest level getting the serve lunging for shots running all that kind of stuff and you're in constant pain then that would not be good so he won I think he won the don't quote me here but I think he won the first set so a grand slam for those that you know are familiar with tennis best of five sets so he won the first set and then he lost the second set something like I think he won the first one say six three um, the next one he lost 6-2, I think 6-2 or 6-3, uh, the next two. And then it was in the, um, uh, the fourth set and the other guy had uh, a set, po- like a match point against him. And he was down something like 40-15, something like that. He had three set points, uh, match points. And he ended up, Roger ended up just keeping on hanging there, winning point after point after point. I think that game might have gone for like 10 minutes. And then he ended up in a tie break, winning, I think, 10-8, something like that. And now I had to leave uh, because it was on uh, yesterday afternoon. It went into the early evening. I had to go run uh, my boot camp class last night. And I was... When I left, I thought, do you know what? I think he could win this. Because what I saw happening, well, it's funny how you see things. You obviously can't see in their mind, but how you see things, body language and all that kind of thing. And he uh, was... Sorry, just got an overpass uh, uh, truck here that was about to crash into me. Um, And... He went off for a medical thing to have some treatment on his back and massage and stuff. He came back on for that, you know, that fourth game, last game, and he was starting to free up. Now, whether they give them them, you never find out unless the player tells you, uh, but whether they gave him some sort of medication or something, but they were saying on TV that, you know, just wait for about 20 minutes in. He, he was starting to free up. His serve speed went up again and he started to improve. And you can just tell in the mindset of the, his opponent just in the, uh, when he, 
he had a few like match points and he couldn't convert them. He was nervous and there's a couple of double faults and stuff. And it was just really impressive to see Roger hang on. And then when I left, I thought, yep, I think he could win this. As crazy it would be because he looked completely gone. Like completely gone. And uh, he got pulled up for uh, like a violation. Uh, the, the lines person said something to the umpire which then meant Federer got a warning and he said, what did they get a warning for? And um, he went over to the chair umpire and the chair umpires uh, basically said it was, it seemed like it was a, a warning for swearing. Um, in the post-interview conference, he said afterwards that he, he was frustrated. He doesn't normally swear, but um, he swore in English and in Swiss. <laughs> and... Uh, whatever language Swiss is, I don't know whether I got that right. But he was just uh, frustrated. And he ended up winning. I found out when I got home, he ended up winning 6-3 in the last. Now, what's the point of telling you in that much detail? When you can see how a champion, even though they're down comes back when they looked like they were completely gone but came back to win is just absolutely phenomenal and you could easily see how he could have just given up and there was a point where I thought you know what he's just going to uh, retire at the end of this game if he loses this next game he's just going to retire but um, he obviously had a belief in himself and post-match he said he wasn't focusing on the win of the whole thing, but he was focusing on just that next point, just that next point. He said he couldn't even recall how many, uh, you know, how much he won by in the in the end, um, because he was just focusing on that next one and that next one and that next one. And it's so impressive. And this is the difference between the mindset of a champion and just everyday people, and why you know, champions continue to rise to the top. They continue to perform because they just have this belief and they have this work ethic that just says, just keep pushing, just keep pushing, just go for this next point, just go for this next point. And uh, he doesn't know how he'll he'll go in the, the next game. He plays Novak Djokovic and Djokovic is kind of breezing through the tournament um, he certainly doesn't have any issues medically or anything like that. He's played much shorter games, much shorter court time by hours. And uh, Federer's got an injury. Uh, so it really comes down to how he recovers over the next sort of 18 hours or so. Because he plays again today, I think. Oh, maybe it's tomorrow. And uh, you, you're just never going to know. So all he's doing is focusing on that next that next thing, that next thing, see how he recovers, see how he goes from point to point. Um, Because I think he's the oldest person in the tournament now. He's doing super well at the age of 38 to be at the highest, you know, the highest level. Still, so he's made it into the semi-finals, so what's that, the top eight, eight players in the world still. 
Um, it's really, really impressive. But the more impressive thing yesterday was just to see his mindset and how powerfully uh, he engaged with that to give him the outcome of the, the victory. Uh, so I'm sure that we can all learn from this. We can all try harder. We can all dig deeper. And I know that we we refer to the mindset of athletes and well, look at the performance of athletes uh, because, you know, they get paid such big money and, you know, it doesn't mean that there's not business people out there. I know so many business people out there that have incredible mindsets and incredible work ethic, uh, but I guess it's the ones that are in, in sport, which are in the media the most, which makes us kind of recognize them more frequently. But it's probably a, a nice metaphor to say if you can adopt the mindset of an athlete, like a high-performing athlete, then you find you bring that into other areas of your life as well. And you can not only just get more out of your, you know, your health and wellness, you know, train harder and so forth, but it's about making sure that you've got every little detail covered, like with your food. Uh, your training, your mindset, and when you are feeling down that you can still pick yourself up to perform at the highest level and still have a breakthrough, even when others might look at you and say, no, you're gone, give up, give up, give up. As much as your mindset might say, give up, give up, give up, because that's what you've done in the past, a true champion just keeps on pushing. So it's inspired me to push harder, and I think you can draw on these, these experiences and say, do you know what? I could push harder. Like Kobe Bryant passed away a few days ago. His work ethic was unbelievable. And what most people don't know, including myself, is the, the work that he was doing outside of basketball as well. Um, like he was a huge soccer fan and uh, you know, doing a, a huge amount with uh, younger kids and, and that kind of stuff. And... Uh, you know, just an, an amazing work ethic. And you don't have to be world famous to have an incredible work ethic. You can do that now and bring more into your life. And I know since I've stepped up my uh, time that I get up in the morning, um, how hard I work, how focused I am. And you can just be up for the sake of being up. But if you're energized as well, then you get more done. And uh, the first... I guess big milestone for me in doing that has been finishing the book in a 12-week period when it was taking me years. And to me, that just proved to myself that, wow, look at what you can do when you're focused and you put your mind to it and you have a solid work ethic and a good team around you uh, to support that. Uh, So as a message out of this, go, Roger. Um, I love your work. Uh, Love to meet him one day. I don't think he's going to go through to the, the next round. I think Novak is just uh, just too too strong. He's, he's got, um, I think he's 32, 29 or 32. So he's got a number of years on, on Roger. He doesn't look like he's got any medical issues. Uh, Roger's got to recover. Uh, it takes him longer to recover because he is older. And he's had a lot more time on the court. So I think Novak will, will have him. But... Uh, this might be the last time we see Roger here. Who knows? Uh, but uh, really exciting to to see him perform like that. So well done, Roger. And let's all learn from this and step up our game. Mindset of Roger Federer. 
to accomplish what it is that you want. See you tomorrow.